All right, Terry, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Detonator Stakes Day. We are recording the 1-1, one, one, the West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, quarter to 11 on Thursday, the 18th of February. From a WA Racing point of view, we've got Geraldton Racing on the Crayfish Coast later today, one of Terry's uh, favourite punting venues. We're about to get rolling on Saturday's Ascot analysis while it's Cogent Up Cup Day for the uh, for the amateurs this Saturday as well, and the weekend finishes up at Pinjarra for the $120,000 Pinjarra Classic this Sunday, and I did notice that there was no dig deep. Yeah, so dig deep, unfortunately. Um, minor, very, very minor. Um, hoofs on us. We'll be trialling on Monday, very likely, mm-hmm. and we'll attack the Bunbury Sprint on Bunbury Cup Day, which is pretty exciting for the lads. Might also have a, might have a few runners in on Bunbury Cup Day, actually. So stay tuned, but very excited uh, about what's to come. But it's disappointing because um, it's a really nice little sprint. Yeah. But um, I think uh, dig deep would have been competitive. I think uh, so too. Somewhere close to the minimum there. So. He just cracked at the pike. He was going away. So dig deep and pike get along very well, obviously. So. Well, he's he's the uh, the podcast pinup horse mm-hmm. uh, is dig deep. So it'd be great to see him in action on Bunbury Cup Day because uh, or Bunbury Stakes Day, and um, the standalone Bunbury Cup Stakes Breeders' Classic Day, yes. which it is now on Saturday the sixth of March. All happening. Big uh, big crew of us lads, going down. Lads, yeah, very excited. Going down for the day. What are we doing? Hosting some. It's all a bit. Um, up in the air, isn't it? We're hosting We're some hosting type of function. Punters panel Ooh. event. Who's so, involved? Crip? Daniel Cripps, the guru, Terry Layton. Uh, I think Bernard, uh, James, Ron? Luke, Dates, Dayton, and Timmy Gears are oh, all, all, all involved. The yep. Pete so, Ants, I think, coming in from the just his head. Is he, on zo- a screen. Is he yeah, zooming, he's zooming in? in. <laughs> Pete zooming in, looking like he's just woken up. Then again, you can <laughs> see Pete at 9 p.m. and it looks like he's just woken up. What, what what will he be sipping on, Pete, while the while the um, races are unfolding? I would suspect if he's going well, it'd be an old fashioned. Okay. Yeah, Lockie Taylor's uh, steering clearly <laughs> old fashioned, so I think still hasn't recovered. No, no, he hasn't. And BJ, let's make sure we stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. All right, just to. Bit of housekeeping we need to take care of, as always, Terry. If you would like to read my full pre-markets preview, the written version of the leg up, jump on to bestbets.com.au and or the Ozrace website. The leg up has been out since 7 a.m. this morning, while, of course, two of the best in the game, Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps, they team up for the Wild West video preview, which, which is available on the Betfair Hub, that's betfair.com.au. All right. Uh, and also, the 1-1 is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And let's not forget our Rising Star, Rising Stars punting series featuring Riley Morgan, Latham Anderson, and Tommy Johnston. Not the singer from, um, what's the band's name? I've already forgotten it. From the casino. Is it uh, Peace, Love and all that stuff? Yeah, Peace, Love and the rest of that stuff, yes. Uh, their tips will be coming out <laughs> as we as we go uh, through the podcast. BJ. Very good. Okay, so it's time to get cracking on our Detonator Stakes preview for Saturday the 20th of February. The rail is out in the five-metre position. We had a bit of rain overnight, which will... Um, no doubt Chris Nation and his team will appreciate, but it finds up today, tomorrow, and it's going to be 31 degrees 
uh, and sunny on Saturday, Terry. What are we what are we thinking pattern wise? Fair. Just fair. Just fair. Um, it's been hard to get a read on, isn't it? I'm just allowing fair. Early in the day, difficult to make ground as per usual as the day progresses. Um, bigger fields, more tempo, et cetera. It's, um, you can make some ground. So let's uh, let's just allow fair. Let's just take it one race at a time. Fair. Is that fair to say? Fair to say. Okay. All right. So. Pass. Uh, <laughs> as, as is becoming customary on a sad day, at the moment we kick things off with a maiden. Mm. Four-year-old and upwards maiden. It's called the Autumn. Ascot Racing Carnival is coming, Maiden. I don't think any of these will be playing a huge part in the Ascot <laughs> Racing Carnival. No, um, no. So 1,400 metres, there's a f- quite a number of these have had uh, a heap of opportunities already Ample. to break through. Ample opportunities, but a lot of them, I suppose, um, are the main fancies, to be fair. The, the horses I'm referring to are Drama Free, uh, Talon and Petite La Femme. They've all had... Quite a number of starts and yet to crack it for a win, which is uh, which is why I suppose I ended up rolling with the fresher horse on the scene. The less experienced is um, and Yardman, Yardman Terry number seven. I did notice that Mitchell Pateman, who has who did ride Yardman in his trial win and his first two runs back this preparation, is committed to talent. I don't know whether he's part of. A package to ride for the Pope it's runners. Part of a bigger picture, you think, or whether he he chose talent. You as, could say as, he rides for Pope religiously, though, couldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Terry's uh, up ear, and about. Year all day. That's good. Uh, so did he choose to ride Talon ahead of Yardman or was it uh, a Pope-related situation? Regardless, I'm, um, I'm thinking that. I really thought that Yardman, his, the way that he led and boxed on, in not a bad maiden, 1,400-meter maiden at Pinjaro the other day, was pretty good. Fitter, Chrissy Parnham going on. Gate one, probably doesn't even have to lead, might be able to settle Leaders back if they roll along a bit, but if they don't roll along a bit, he can begin perhaps well enough to, to hold up in front. Good good jockey going on. He's only had the five start. Should be ready to rip out a peak performance third up. I thought this might be the race for Yardman, but very, you know, with low confidence. Read your notes sure. earlier. Is, is this true that he was a $190,000 purchase? Yeah. Oh, geez. I hope, he, I hope they let him go in a few more of these $30,000 maidens even after he wins one then because uh, he's going to battle to win that back in saying that. I think the last couple of horses I've – all my expensive ones I've been a part of have um, – I don't think any of them have won a race yet, BJ. So just at the sales today, I might really get involved in a cheap one. That's a complete unnes- completely unnecessary tangent. But uh, no interest here, BJ. Should be Yardman versus Talon versus Tila Femme, who I've got queries on the 1400 about. So, um, yeah, I think Talon, forget it, straight run. Previous effort was pretty good. So maybe Talon on top, but Yardman Talon, one of those two. Hard to have the rest. Don't show me up. Was really well supported. Debut campaign went horribly first up, though. Hard to have from Barrier 9. Shades off. Price pennies went okay last start. Illabella is a first starter, just purely on the fact it's a first starter in a race where a lot of them are poor. Gives it hope, but geez, no, no interest. I, um, I won't be betting here, BJ. The only thing I will say about a horse outside of the square mm-hmm. is the other first starter, Le, Le Grand, Grand Risque from uh, Get Out Stakes winning fame, yeah. Marty Allen. Now, all I will say is... What will you say? This horse comes out of a trial that was won by mm. um, 
Yeah, Darty. I do know a couple of trainers. I don't. I don't know if Marty's one of these, by the way. I know a couple of trainers that like to want to trial their horse, but also want to hide it. Mm-hmm. So they nominate them for the seventy-two trials rather than the. Um, but I think on this situation, what might have occurred here is it was a twelve hundred meter trial. There was a lack of options in that sense if they wanted to trial past a thousand. All I want to say, yeah, Darty won the trial. He came out and was super, wasn't he? Last Saturday. How far does Yeah Darty win this one by? Yeah, 12, 13? That's right. So six. Uh, Brother's Keeper went a lot better than his run suggests first up. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on him later in the preview. We Ripper came out and won from that trial. And Le Grand Risque matched strides with We Ripper in that trial. Um, they finished alongside of each other and went to the line as well as each other. So if you're looking for something a little bit left field, then Le Grand Risque could be could be the blowout, but it's a pretty lowly old start to detonate a stake state, Terry, unfortunately. And um, lowly old start. That's yeah. a, a good summation. Yeah, hopefully, um hopefully the powers that be can sort of address this maiden situation. It's uh we touch on it regularly, but it's just it just gets things off to a really sort of uh, flat start. But anyway, we move on. All right. Race two, the Kieran Magumi, Magumi handicap over the 1,000 metres, a 62-plus. For the three-year-olds, um, Charlton Eddie was scratched a week ago for a future nomination. Some of those... Stable, oh, I'd stable like to mishap, see. I think it was. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah. No, stable mishap. Do we know anything more about that, BJ? We don't know. Unsure what the, um, the story is there, but uh, quite an interesting um, little three-year-old race here. Um, I think this will be really. I mean, last week was it last week? The week before, we gave Brad a little, um, a little rev up. Said he's been uh, pricing well. You know, he's all over it, saying things well. But I reckon we're going to be saying, do you remember the time Brad put up fourteen dollars about Fishhook? <laughs> I reckon that's going to be a really, uh, a really big uh, point of, um, yeah, a big talking point. Fishhook's currently four dollars twenty, and she's still above my price. So, um, Charlton. Okay, so I will say. Let's just oh, back to the start. I will say yes. that I'm probably more with on Brad with Brad on Ooh. this. So I'm happy to 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 uh, to uh, not going to l- bat for him. Well, no, I'm just not, I'm just not going to lay the boots in because I was I was in a similar thought process to to Brad in regards to the winning chances of Fishhook. There's but no I, more I, boots I, to be laid in anyway because I'm just going to pop them. I want um, I want the guru just to just to, to lay it out. Why right. why is Fishhook uh, going to win this race? Well, I'm not convinced that Fishhook's necessarily going to win the race. Yeah. Fourteen dollars is going to end up being a horribly incorrect price, but uh, he has been pricing well. But um, anyway, this one he didn't. Um, Charlotte Eddie. Should be leading them up, but Charlton is going to be jumping with 59 and a half from one. The way Fishhook accelerated, so Fishhook isn't the quickest horse over the first 10, 15 metres. Now it's Doesn't, a bit sluggish away, yeah, isn't it? But yeah. Barrier 7, I think, is a really nice little draw, uh, especially with Divine Beast and 8, because that's um, he's, she's obviously quicker than Divine Beast, and Divine Beast will probably just go back. Um, but she accelerates super, doesn't she? Mm. So I like the wide gate for a horse that can really, as BJ's doing with his hand, <laughs> really, really accelerate <laughs> around them. We need some sound effects. We do, yeah. <laughs> Jen, that's our uh, that's our next task. Um, but I expect uh, official to accelerate. Not impossible because she accelerated past shock result. And I know shock result's not up to these, but shock result's a pretty quick horse early, mm-hmm. um, like uh, like he was standing still. So. Not impossible with the 51. They can try and cross Charlton Eddie here. And I don't think that um, the Casey's will be telling Lacta to lead at all costs necessarily. If you get crossed by Fishhook, so be it. Let it take you on. Um, look, from there, I think Fishhook uh, just naturally in, in the race as she's run with 51, she's going to be hard to beat. Island chart, well, very just we'll come back to Fishhook with the other runners. Though. Our boy Dylan maps really nicely. Uh, loses Pikey, unfortunately, but Kira's riding. 
uh, well enough can land just behind them. Island Charm's obviously going super, but I'm querying the form coming out of those last couple of races. I know it was a Magic Millions 250, or what was that worth? 150,000 race. 200? Yep. $200,000 three-year-old race. Gemma Sun's brain number, but I'm not sure how deep it is after that. Holy Enchantment's run on well into third. I see Red was gone really early. Island Charm for me. Um, Roy Rogers stay was only ticking along at the moment. <laughs> only just. <laughs> Jeez, you're he's, kidding, aren't you? He's, um, you're absolutely kidding what's going on down there at the moment. Jeez, he's, uh, he's flying, Roy. It's um, quite incredible stuff what's happening with... Five of the seven at Albany on Sunday. Yeah, and they're not just winning either. Like the way they're... Would you watch Dark Assault? Yeah. Like, do you know what's funny? The one I hopped into for the day, uh, Strathmore Rose, yeah. 270 $280 into $1.80. So I've had an absolute launch at the big prize. I'm thinking, here we go. And um, it's the only one that's going to Just lick it, just licking your lips pre-race? Oh, absolutely. I just about turned her off. Thought I'll save some battery here and just um, just put her in the spreadsheet as a plus. <laughs> absolutely dog shit. In all fairness, the horse's head was down the gate. But um, that feels like my 2021 this year. My head's been down the gate. <laughs> um, but anyway, I've got Island Charm map deep here. Um, so I'm, I'm going to risk Island Charm at the current price. Divine Beast is back to last. So we'll have some risk on Hell's Bell. I don't think it's up to him. Neither's Wonder Kid. Vedette to Star. Super Trial. Interesting runner. Um, $120,000 purchase. I uh, can always win, but I'm going to take on against these race experienced horses and, and the, the pace that should be injected. I'll I'll look to just take on Vedette to start at the four bucks, BJ. I'm not saying yeah. can't win. I'm just going to take it on at that price. Anyway, fish hook leads or lands breeze, uh, 51 kilos. The time run, the numbers she's running, she just has to go close. If you look at last start, and um, I'll, I'll pose you a question here, BJ. If triple missiles in this race, would you be? Tipping triple missile. It's a big chance. More than likely, yeah. And if Secret Plan was in this race, you'd consider tipping Secret Plan yeah. be in the mix. 100%. So last start, uh, Fish Hooks beaten triple missile, sorry, beaten, beaten by triple missile by half a length and beaten Secret Plan by about a length. Um, I haven't got that second to third in front of me, but I think it was about that margin. Yep. Um, Fish Hook drops on that run three and a half kilos. So for me, albeit it's, it is up in grade, but is this down in grade and down in weight for Fish Hook? Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I just think um, I just think Fishhook goes forward, finds the breeze, maybe gets grabbed late but gives a good kick, finds the top, and I reckon she is so, so, so hard to get past. So that's what I'm thinking, BJ. Um, I've marked Fishhook 270. That might that might be a little bit thin. I'm aware of that. But, um, yeah, I think Fishhook can go forward and give us a shout on speed. Yeah, I'm picking up what, you put, what mm. you're putting down there, Terry. I just thought – I didn't necessarily have Fishhook crossing Charlton Eddy. And if that was the case where, where Fishhook landed outside Charlton Eddy, but the, the, the early speed that would be on would help perhaps Island Chan be able to maybe lob the 1-1. One, one. Oh, you're giving we, – we're whopping a 1-1. One, one. Oh, yeah. She's Hell's got, Bell and our boy Dylan both go quick early. I'd them – Popping up in that spot. She's quick, Island Charm. Mm. She's, she's fast. Uh, I think she's coming back to a 1,000, but the way that they're going down at Trigger Lodge, she could probably sit three deep and still win. <laughs> three deep doesn't matter. <laughs> three deep doesn't matter. Uh, dark Assault's at 19 deep. It was 2.30 into um, $1.50 for yeah. Barrier 13. And I'll, I'll be honest, I hopped into Ginger Grain when yeah. I got out to about eight bucks. I marked Dark, dark Assault favourite, but nowhere near the big gap. And um, yeah, I thought halfway down the straight, I thought this has got a tyre. Like mine, Ginger Grain has sort of had the back of Dark Assault the whole way, but... Jeez, it just kept going, didn't it? Some I mean, of them, the way me, they're going, like the way they keep, like even if you look past the post, like they can't, yeah, you can't pull them up. So Roy's got them going super down there. He sure does. Uh, Chrissy Nickel with a clean getaway can half sort of 
tag fish hook across, make fish hook do a bit of work to, to allow him to get into the yeah. one one. Quick breather, pop off. The way that she won that thousand meter three or plate, basically the same race, first up where she beat IC Red and Gemma's son, that was weapon like. 57.96 on that occasion. I thought her, I, I thought the the genuine 1200 um, against a class horse like Gemma's son just um, just beat her up a bit last up, but she still held on to second. If she can tap into that first up form where she just absolutely wrecked him, uh, I think Island Charm is going to win this. What are you going to have a nickel each way? Nickel each way. I was. Uh, I was pretty short, Island Charm actually. What, oh, yeah? what are they betting, Island Charm? Four bucks, four forty. Yeah, I was I was three dollars. So three dollar. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. But that's, that's understandable. Because, that's because I didn't price um, Fishhook anywhere near. Yeah, I've, I've got Fishhook pretty pretty firm in the market. So um, yeah, very interesting little race. Speed map early. We'll tell you a big story. As I said, I, I do think if Fishhook happens to get stuck in the breeze outside Charlton Eddy. Still can win. Yeah. Still can win. Still happy being on. Um, I was pretty happy with the 14 bucks. Okay, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, not on for a huge amount. But we've probably taken the majority at three fifty four bucks late, I'm sure. Um, but um, yeah, well, I just, early... but if Fishhook does cross Charlton Eddy with not without doing too much, I think Fishhook with 51. Yeah. So hard to get past. The, the, uh, just the lay of the land with Vedette de Star had a trial back here, a 400 meter trial alongside Charlton Eddy back in March last year, and then was unsighted and stepped out in a February 5,000 meter trial, huge trial, but came from well back, did a hell of a lot wrong and just attacked the line like a nice horse. Mm -hmm. What Terry said about the pressure of race day, they're gonna go helter-skelter um, over this thousand meters. Vedette de Stars hasn't probably hasn't been exposed to something like that before. Be interesting to see whether she can hold a position from four, which I don't think she can. Three she might, best, she might get sped out the back. She might be getting pushed, hunted along just to keep in touch. Interesting to see whether Vedette de Star can finish off off that or whether she just whacks away. It's good. So I'm happy to watch her go around. Makes that at four bucks, yeah. definitely. It's hard enough to win on debut, let alone hard enough to win on debut taking a sit, yeah. um, which she's going to have to do here. So fish hook for me, degree of confidence but um yeah the prices we've just seen a monster 14s into all the agencies went up 650 now it's 420 so oh god it was really easy to tip confidently or semi-confident at 650 even each way had that price to be honest but mm. um now at 420 it's just starting to get a little bit stickier price wise but i'm i'm all aboard the trigger train Can you yeah just... the trigger train what do we what do we say we actually discussed it before we came uh, on air and um i said geez he's just winning a lot it's it's battling at the moment so instead of um Instead of uh, whinging about, it's probably time to jump on the train. And BJ's jumped on, and I've still stayed off. So it's smarter than me. Well, I was a bit late to the party, but um, big butter boom. Oh, I don't want to talk about big butter boom, and BJ. <laughs> I think you can you can big butter boom out of this air. So we're going to get on that path. You're kidding me, aren't you? How about those scratchings though, as well? Like the morning yeah. of the race, you're losing thirty percent of your price for beat the bro. Yeah. Any horse you backed, and the three that come out are all detrimental to its chances in my yeah. mind. The yeah. way the race is going to be run. <sighs> Dearie, man, she set to try the great game. I actually think I'm. I actually thought you were a little bit harsh on the punt. I thought he got got copped a. No, I've never been harsh on anyone. Copped a life, so. uh, copped a bit of a um, yeah. interference early. Was Should a bit ne stiff. I never have gone to the fence. Well, I don't think he had never. an option. I think he uh, always have an option. I think he um, always have an cop option. sort of force there. Anyway, yeah, we digress. At least, right. I'm, at least I'm not talking out of my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me. Three-year-old. The two-year-old race, BJ. Uh, very interesting, this one, over the uh, 1,000 metres. Danny Morton, 
has four runners. Uh, David Harrison has two runners. Ross Price has a rare two-year-old go around as well. Mm. Um, I'll be honest with you. Looks I a have, nice horse. I have no real major interest here. Pixie Chicks was obviously the big eye catcher from the Magic Millions, but um, the 1,200 back to 1,000 is a worry from two, but just not knowing how well all these first starters go. I presume she'll be popular, BJ, but um, I'm going to leave this one to you. Where, did, uh, did where one, are we looking? Did one of our young guns tip? Pixie Chicks Jeez. in the um, Magic Millions that day? Yes. and just Who to, was that? Was that Latham? Yes, it yes. was. Tremendous tipping as yeah. well because Latham was probably – I don't think – the way the race was run, it was probably stiff she wasn't drawn out and get some momentum yeah. to the race because she probably plays a part um, in the top three there, I'd say. But I have forgotten a bet here in race one. Tommy Johnston uh, had 10 wins on Cricket in the House. Cricket so in the looking house. A little bit, uh, looking a little bit left field. Cricket in the house has run some good races in the past, in all fairness. But, um, 30 start made, I think. I was going to say, out of chances for me. I remember when my, my, one of my favourite victories, actually. <laughs> reminds me of the day. I was at the um, – what's that pub on the water in, um, in Cottesloe? The Cottesloe. <laughs> and um, I was at the Cottesloe. There used to be a little tavern around the corner. Not and, the OVH. Um, I'd been declaring this yeah. horse by the name. I don't know if you remember this one. It was a York maiden, our boy Drew, all right? Um, I can't remember it was over. It was over a middle distance top trip and uh, declaring it. It was about a 30, 40 start maiden, I think. And um, yeah, it was going Just about, about 30 to one. And yeah. I declared it. And one mate said, all right, let's go watch it. You know, I think by that stage, probably about 20 each way. Went, uh, I think I was probably probably in the pub on a fake ID at that stage. Anyway, and um, rolled around the corner, watched it, got up. Absolutely tickled thing. Let's go and have some froppies, you know. We've had a big, big result there and walked back and the line to get in was two and a half hours. So I stood in the line for two and a half hours afterwards, but... That's my whole story. <laughs> I really, really wish I didn't waste our time with that. Anyway, tell me what's going to win this and why. Okay. Well, if you if you feel strongly about the Magic Moons to your classic form, then you just have to be all all over Pixie Chicks. Yeah. So I think it was um I think Pixie Chicks was about twenty to one. I can tell you. I think it was 21, 20, 18, 17. Were they the flux on the so day? So I can tell you for a fact because I laid Pixie Chicks at yeah. 30 bucks, yeah. three days out, four days out, yeah. thinking this will trade 60s. Yeah. Um, traded about 23s. One of the few that I've chucked up recently that have uh, traded shorter. So it might have been Latham who took my money there and he's done well despite not winning. He's beaten, uh, beaten the price. So, um, yeah, it was pretty well in the market. So there was an opinion. The were, race of that well, nature, where Skipperucci took up yep. 45, 48% of the market, where I unfortunately broke its leg. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, weight of money. Wanted. Mm. Still liked. Uh, exactly. So, it's very, pretty, it was interesting to see how firm it was in the market, considering, as Terry laid out, the market forces that were at play. Kira Yule bounced out from one, probably thought, how good is this? I'm going to be following Snipperucci, the uh, odds on fave. And unfortunately, that turned into almost the worst place in the to be in. in the oh, it race. was, and the, the Pinjarra Rail was. We'll talk about it with a few other runners yeah. later. But the rail was cold that day. Yeah, if you were uh, in transit. Sorry. Yeah, rails and running was hard work. So Pixie Chicks lands on the back of Snipperucci. Snipperucci's not taking her Kiriul into the race, um, into entering the straight with a sort of a handful of horse. Tried to. Pop off, and then the stablemates, um, Pixie Chicks and Glacier Miss, both went for the same run. Pretty much, there was a bit of bumping going on. Anyway, cut long story short, Curiel finds galloping room eventually. Pixie Chicks darts through to be beaten two point eight lengths after pretty much being you know impeded for clear running the, the majority of the straight. 
Did you think that Glacier Miss final 50 meters was almost it's just better. as impressive? Mm. Oh, not, it's, hard, it's hard to say better, but almost just as impressive over the final um, 50 meters. And my second question to you would be, do you think that Joseph as a party or David Harrison maybe would have put Joey as a party uh, who rides for him more than Kira does on the pick of those two, or has he just gone with continuity with Kira? Yeah, I, or am the, I overthinking things here? The latter, I think. I yeah. think, um, as you said, is Kira riding Media Baron? Yes, yeah, and she's ridden a few for David. Okay, so as well, she's so. she's got a foot in the door at the David Harrison camp at the moment. So I'm I'm pretty sure they're just giving her an op- another opportunity on Pixie Chicks. Clean getaway from gate two in this race on Saturday can land leaders back. I think likely leaders probably going to be featherweight. Bin Shalar, outside leader. Pixie Chicks, leaders back, is going to be travelling. Uh, just needs galloping room, which um, didn't necessarily get as we laid out in the Magic Millions. I think Pixie Chicks stands out for me as the horse to beat. I've been impressed with what Bin Shalar's done in her two trial wins. Really smooth mover, this filly. You like a good smooth mover, smooth don't you? Smooth mover. Paul Harvey had a lapful heading to the line at Larkhill the other day. Lucy Warwick hops on. Um, just don't think Binchalar will be able to cross featherweight. If Binchalar does cross featherweight and find the rail in front, I think it's going to be hard to catch for Ross Price on debut. The other chances are featherweight on, um, has good. He's a sizzler and La Galaxia form, both those Dan Morton trained horses went really, really well at Ascot last Saturday. So the form lines hold up there. Chris Parnham, gate one, ticks plenty of boxes, does featherweight. And we touched on David Harrison's other runner, Glacier Miss, a bit stiff in her own right in the uh, Magic Millions. Does have a third placing at Ascot over the 1100 to her name already as well. But for me, I feel as though even luck in transit, clean getaway, Pixie Chick stands out as the, as the horse to beat this one. Very good. I think she'll be super popular. And um, Glacier Miss, I think, will be another one who will probably come in for some support. Just looking at the fact that if you take away that one run that uh, she was beaten 45 lengths. Clearly, it wasn't a happy horse that day. Her other two runs were uh, super and quite eye-catching. But um, I'll be staying out. But Latham is going again, BJ. El Anderson is going again. On 40, the two rods. 40 wins. Pixie Chicks is yeah. following up. I don't blame him either. If you're on last start, you have uh, you almost probably feel compelled to follow up. So um, he is on Pixie Chicks here. I'm su- I'm actually surprised Pixie Chicks is the price it is. I thought it would be shorter than that. I reckon. Is it- that because Lee was $5, Terry? I had Lee There's just unknowns. There's just unknowns. Yeah. Featherweight, Binchalar. I mean, Featherweight's obviously Danny Morton's got four in the race. You'd think yeah. Chris Pine was riding the number one. So yeah. that's the one there. Binchalar, um, Lee would have been an expensive purchase looking at it from Emirates Park. That might be the next one we purchase as a podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> keep, get there. Oh, shoot. Keep the uh, Emirates pipeline. But yeah, the way. The popularity I suspect Pixie Chicks will come in with, uh, that might be best price at the moment. But I, I haven't marked this race, to be honest with you, so I won't say that with any definitive confidence. Okay. Pixie Chicks for me. Moving on to race four on Detonator Stakes Day. C-Corp Handicap, 1,100 metres graduation. Terry, did you mark this race? I did. I'd say the only race I didn't mark was the two-year-old race. Uh, and the maiden, I was a bit sloppy on as well, in all fairness. But um, no, this is an interesting race. Warfish is such an important player here. And I, I get a little bit frustrated, to be honest, BJ. Doesn't, not much gets me frustrated, as you know. 
That's a lie. <laughs> um, I get a little bit frustrated with Sean and Jake Casey Camp. Just they're, they're probably the biggest scratchers of horses, and it's always morning of race scratching. So I'm um, sure there's reasons. And but, then um, the majority of them are on speed leaders, horses. Yeah, the as majority well. of leaders are mm. horses that affect a map greatly. So a little bit of a, a bit of a B in my um, bonnet. That one does. But uh, look, Boz Taurus Warfish. Classic chant from 10 City Circle probably gets near the speed round. The point is the one they've all got across from three. Uh, and then you've obviously got Don's Legacy. Uh, so a fair bit of speed in this race and how they all work out. Interesting to note with Q Balling, um, he hasn't jumped at his last two, really interestingly. He's just sort of flopped out the gates and um, both runs have been super. Uh, Q Balling is a really, really, really nice horse. And I think if uh, Q Balling gets the right run, he'll be hard to hold out, but you have to at two dollars seventy. There's got to be some risks associated with being a few back defence for the young apprentice. Um, all things being equal, I think he's he's pretty hard to beat. But um, I'm probably at the current prices, um, and I wanted to play the pair, but it's a bit hard to play the pair at the current prices. I wanted to play uh, Donald's Legacy as well. Um, nobody missed Don's Legacy's uh, last effort. Um, oh, I just want to touch on his first up run. First of all, it was down the straight, down the wrong part of the straight, beating eleven Klondike Kenny. I'm happy to always put a line through straight races, um, especially when you're on wrong part of the surface. Some horses simply just don't handle not going around a bend, and I think Donald did. If you go to Don's last run, stepped out in a um, in the Ducimus crown, uh, which looked probably well out of his depth, would have gone around over $100, Betfair SP, I have no doubt. Uh, tagged Captain Kink into the race, was just super, super into fight out the finish with the resort man and Weaponson, two horses who are going great guns at 72 plus level. Christy Bennett is riding as well as any apprentice with all the apprentices leaving us shortly. Uh, I think you'll find Christy and um, maybe even young Christo, who's a profitable apprentice down south, coming up shortly, I think. Uh, I think Christy will be getting a lot more opportunities and um, a lot more bigger rides and full books, and she deserves it because she's riding super. I think Christy can land just in behind the speed here, um, and I think Don's legacy, if repeating that run, can um, and will go extremely close. If you go back through Don's legacy's last two runs at the end of last prep, um, sat three, four deep the trip when we uh, we were all on and we all screwed our tickets up on the turn and just kept going, won the race. It was just a huge effort. And the prior effort behind the rodeo, or Nero Dio, um, that was in a race with Silken Eyes and We've Got Dreams, a super race. Like yeah. any, anything in that race starts short here. Um, no luck whatsoever. Held up the majority of the straight, only beaten three. With, with normal luck, he's probably in that finish. Just about goes close to winning that. So I think Don's Legacy is a horse that's always had a lot of ability. And I think uh, if you look at his last four taking away the, the straight race, um, he's starting to show that ability now. So I'm expecting that the winner will come um, from those two, whichever gets a better run from the young apprentice. Um, and I just have to mention Amasinus um, was a more impressive trial and a perfect jewel who's even money favorite at caulfield on saturday yes yeah. exactly right we'll have to come from last but uh that's that's worth noting i'd suggest so um now look i've marked them both um in the mid three so you can currently get about five or so bucks donald and q balling's barely touching three bucks so it's harder to come out at that price but um yeah that's me yeah in the leg up i had the same two as you terry except i had them flipped q balling on top uh, but he's definitely under my quote. I was looking for something more with a three in front of it for Q Belling, maybe mid, even mid threes. Um, Victoria Corver and actually Toddy Harvey's doing a good job with his horses uh, recently. Mm. They're, um, he's starting to churn out the winners. And Victoria Corver, stable apprentice, they combined with lipstick flickers. 
She's uh, she found cover from a wide draw last Saturday. Appreciated and, the pace set by Boyish. Yeah, sure did. And Victoria Corbett just, uh, guided a, a, a talented horse in lipstick flickers to victory. So uh, they head to Ascot with um, a bit of confidence. The Harvey Racing operation at the moment, and uh, I know they have a very big opinion of Q Balling. Again, the the slow getaways have been a bit of a concern, Terry, which you mentioned. So, what I just want to mention a little text message I got through. Yeah, there. Read, yeah. read out who that's from. Yep, I uh, read it out. You can read it out on air. That's okay. Uh, Brad McManus, you want me to read? Well, yeah, you read it out. What okay. did you say? Can confirm will not be listening to podcast today for fishhook related reasons. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, dear, he's a good sport though. He must be getting uh, hauled over the coals yeah, by yeah. Uh, the. Uh, the big bosses there at Bradbet. Um, actually, no, he he's the man. He's the he is the he, man. He has been in good nick. He is the man. Um, so yeah, the slow getaways have been a bit of a concern for Q Belling. Naturally, he has been a big a good beginner in the past. So if Victoria Corbett can just even just get him to begin even, just even. Um, the thing with the low draw two starts ago when he was first up over a thousand, he was slow away, and then he ended up four back defence, which was just. Impossible there's from there. a big there. chance that happens. There's a lot of speed in yeah, this. Yeah. If, if round the point gets crossed by something else and he's on the back of, oh, you know what I mean? It, yeah. gets, it gets ugly quickly yeah. for Q-Balling in that sense. So, yeah. And, yeah. I, and mm. I saw a there was a there was a good example of a fast horse getting crossed with a junior on and it just became mm-hmm. it became impossible. It was She's Enchanted for, um, midweek, two yeah. Wednesdays ago. Three, four back the fence. There's only two or three jockeys in Perth I'd want to be on. So it's nothing against Victoria. No. Or, but that's uh, – you really – you want you w, to, you want you have, w Pike. You have to on. think and feel your way through that position, yeah. don't you? And, and um, over the 1,100, often it's out of your – even if you do everything right, it's, you simply can't win. Yeah. You just – the race is out of your hands. If Don's legacy has four lengths only at the top of the straight, the way Don's went last start, you, you probably aren't turning around four lengths yeah. at the top of the straight. So – Cut long story short, the start is crucial. Q Belling comes out even and can hold a position forward of midfield. Then he's the way that he let down at uh, at Bunbury, and even the way he let down first up. Mm. He's got some real closing speed these days, rather than um, early speed. So Q Belling, um, Victoria, maturity. Or, yeah, maturity that they might, maybe they found out a more economical way to, to utilize his strength. So Q Belling on top, although the price isn't there for me. Late bet fair hopefully gets out with a bit of Terry's Don Don's legacy. Money and um, I just want to touch on the run of Sir Mambo last Saturday. Incredible. Four. How, how many times have we said this same thing though? Seriously, it's, I think he goes better deep we, the trip. So. He does. Mm. Yeah, a bit like beat the bro. Yeah, he just. Uh, <laughs> it's good stuff. Very funny. Yeah, um, yeah, very humorous. So Sir Mambo is just monstrous for Christy Bennett. Four, mm. three, four, five deep the entire, and still had the audacity to run third behind Lipstick Flickers last Saturday. Interesting to see how he goes with senior rider Mitchell Pateman um, in the saddle. He's predominantly been a apprentice's horse over the journey, but Mitchell Pateman goes on. Let's see whether he can extract something from Sir Mambo. But for me, Q Belling on top, Don's Legacy, the big danger. Sir Mambo, just too big to ignore last Saturday. Very good. Don's Legacy with the map for me at the current prices. Um, Q Belling happens to get out, which I don't think he will on the numbers. Um, on the data. We can definitely say the data yeah. would be big on Q Belling here, I'd suggest. So. Anyway, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Mastermind 
Mundaring Hotel Mastermind Competition. I tried to do that once without looking at it on my screen and I still cooked it, didn't I? <laughs> Incredible stuff. Yes, well, Terry, you are correct though. It is time for the WA Racing Mastermind Competition. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, catch up with the public and Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a one-one listener. Feed, flutter, froffies, family atmosphere, big deck, all happening up it's there at the Mundaring. The lot, absolutely. Congratulations to our episode 63 mastermind winner, Jack Rogers. So congrats, Jack. That's a real Australian name, isn't it? Jack Rogers. Jack Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a he good sounds one. Sounds like you'd have a froffy. Yeah. Yeah. He. Um, yeah, he, he messaged us on Twitter during the week and said that he can't wait to get up there, mm. the heart of the hills and sample a few froths. All so right. um, he's got $100 uh, worth of froths to uh, to devour. So congratulations, Jack. That uh, Mundaring Hotel gift voucher is currently in the mail. So you'll be receiving that um, very soon. So to be crowned this week's, this week's Mastermind, though, Terry, you'll have to answer the following four questions correctly. Please be sure to send your answers via direct message at the 11pod on Twitter. Here we go. Who rode Arctic Stream to victory in last year's Detonator Stakes? He's uh, Terry's favourite jock at the moment. Question number two. Name the dual Perth Cup winner who took out the 2019 Detonator Stakes. Might have even competed in last year's Detonator Stakes mm. as well. Might have started favourite. We might do, do a couple of Pinjar Classic flavoured okay. questions as well just to round out the master one we'll just stretch everyone's capabilities question three who trained first among equals to win the 2016 pinjara classic it's a good question because he did have a few trainers over mm. the journey first he was, a, oh. he was a good sprinter but um um first thoughts always right terry mm. so <laughs> question number four We'll just go back a touch into the previous decade. Name the very popular Keith Jeffries trained sprinter who won two Pinjara Classics. They were in 2006 and 2008. So they are the four questions for this week's WA Racing Mastermind, episode 64, and the guru has middled it. Four from four. Really happy with that last one too because that's yeah. right on the cusp of my uh... – oh, no, we were, we were – yeah, no, we were revved up by then I suppose. A couple of wins on old Keithy Jeffries, one of his pick of the bunch. Anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. Move on from me. So that is this week's Mastermind. As I said, make sure you send your answers through via direct message so mm. that no one pinches them on um, Twitter at the11pod. And uh, you can be in the running for that $100 gift voucher, the much sought after $100 gift voucher from the Mundaring Hotel. All right, let's get stuck back in race five, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. The over Brad Bet West Speed Platinum Handicap. 15, the Brad Bet Handicap over the 1,500 metres. Um, <laughs> the official handicap. <laughs> the official handicap. <laughs> he fish hooked that one, didn't he? Yeah, that, can, that might be kind of saying, actually. He yeah. lasted the line of that one. Um <laughs> Oh, it's too much fun. Um, this is a difficult race, BJ. Challenging, yes. Yeah, challenging. I, I didn't really come into this with a huge amount of confidence um, when creating a market. Um, worth just probably noting a few runners here. I think that's the, probably the best way to go about it. Good luck to Jessica Bain, who brings All In Red to town from Geraldton. Um, pretty popular in the market. Can I get you to pause there for a moment? Yep. Your 
uh, Geraldton um, regular. And I don't know, yes. Lath- Latham Anderson's very uh, yes. very uh, hard on all in red at the moment. I think yes. he's been spruiking this horse for a while. You d- is he got a bet in this race? Uh, he doesn't, but he had one last race, which I've forgotten to mention oh, yeah. again. Whack it in while we're going. Uh, he has got race for Amasinus. He likes the perfect dual form, so 40 yeah. wins from Latham. I'm going to be better with this, don't I? I've got, actually got it right in front of me as well. I don't know how I'm missing it, um, but, but he's on Amasinus. Perfect dual form. I noticed in his in his write-ups that he's um, been, on it, been yeah. strong Taking all, the shorts. all in red. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you tell us about this horse? Um, I can tell you that all in red, uh, very promising. Uh, love the way she's been winning her races. The only thing I will say is last start, they went about 16 lengths below bench to the turn and she raced nothing. Horse that ran second to her was La Mornay was coming off 40 days um, and was had to be soft in the run, but she couldn't do much more than what she did. Previous effort again, um, while jumping from a wide gate, she got the perfect card up, perfect I, saw, I actually saw that race, three wide cover, yeah. launch. It just yeah. launched. But she she looked like some horses move, as you like to say, they're smooth movers, and she does look like a smooth mover. But um, it's really difficult to bring a country horse to town and get the chocolate BJ, unless it's trained by Roy Rogers mm-hmm. at the minute, um, or Stevie Wolf, but he's obviously a bit more... Um, a bit more uh, in the city. Metro-centric. Yeah, metro-centric. Metro- yeah, metro-centric. Yes, exactly right. So uh, good luck to, to Jess. But at $4.50, it is one I'm going to have to probably um, look around. Definitely not saying she can't win the race, but that's just a little bit thin for mine. Um, Pleto will obviously be very popular. Loses Pikey. You know what you're going to get with Plato? Just um, lands midfield, really grinds away. He needs the chicken wings out for Mitchie Pateman. So <laughs> I don't mind that as a jockey change for Plato, actually. And I don't mind the little rise to 1,500. Um, but that does have to be a minor query if he can still run out. She, sorry, can still run out. A strong 1,500, but that also may be her strength out of the 1,500. It's a bit of an unknown. Pierce Brothers double at Bunbury yesterday. Certainly was. Uh, a couple of second uppers recently mm-hmm. as well. So they're getting him to... Um, elevate into their preparations. Yeah, yeah. mine have really elevated. A few of mine from the pieces have elevated into retirement, but um, <laughs> out the gate, out the out the out the fries, out uh, the gate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, I I don't trust Plato at three bucks. That's just not where I'm at, unfortunately. Got to take double spice on from the wide alley. Looks a very sticky map for Sean McGrady, who's riding super at the moment. Um, I gave Luke's choice on the Wild West, actually, as my horse to follow going forward. Um, worry where Luke's choice ends up from barrier three. Bit of a nonny, a stable that don't win too many in town as well. So look, I don't want to be diving in with a huge amount of passion, but I'm expecting Luke's choice. I'll tell you what, you tipped it. Uh, last start. Yeah, it was 20s to 11s. I, I, tell you, was, I, can, I cannot get a tip price wrong. Like They're getting smashed in betting. I it just was cannot a, tip a It was a run. It, it was a run. <laughs> I've just had a uh, E always. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was a huge run. It was, it was a run. run. It was but I mean, is it? They're the, all it, huge runs. They're yeah. just not winning. They've, unfortunately, it's not paying anything. I'm, but what about, what about, what about Lucy on? I reckon that's a really good booking. I reckon it Lucy's is. riding super at the moment. I'd like to see her muster um, from the gate and try to land in about sixth. Yep. Um, I think from there, the 1500 is suitable too. Um, real horse that struggles to win. There was a bit of $18 available this morning, not with Brad Bet, with, uh, with Green Bet, which obviously was incorrect uh i've got luke's choice seven bucks so still 10 bucks probably a little spec for me uh horse i'm expecting big improvement from bj is uh is our uncle his uncle richard uncle yep. uncle dick um nice trial first up the tr- form from that trial was actually a bit of a question mark now with indigo blue not looking super but um first up cold rail it was a race dominated by horses because he was on the back of dick was on the back of peppy jack and whack and tanker that line just stopped dead in that particular race. 
I don't know, Harvey gave up. Just the horse didn't go very well. But I think from a wider gate, Brad Parnham's ridden him twice. Both have been really nice runs. Uh, moving line, three wide. Uncle Dick, I think, has probably got the best top end form. Maybe he's probably got the biggest ceiling of yep. this lot. Again, I was really happy with the 10, 11 bucks. I've marked Dick 660. That was uh, $6, Uncle Dick. Yeah. He's now 650, so I'm not really jumping out of my skin to tip him. But um, yeah, it's not a deep race. There'll be a varying opinions. It's a great opportunity for Jessica Bain to, to train her first uh, city winner. Um, Bombay style has been a good horse for me last couple of Jerry, but it's so hard from that barrier. But um, no, current prices, it's got to be Luke's choice, but I'll be probably dutching Luke's choice, Uncle Dick, but not for a large stake at all, BJ. Yeah, I was sort of – I found this a real head-scratcher, this race, and ended up just going in market order. Pleto, Luke's choice, all in red, double spice, and Western Rhythm. Well, Luke's choice is now your, about your fifth favourite. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, – Yeah, fifth favourite now. Yeah. Sixth favourite. But Plato, I was more looking four dollars plus with with her. Um, she is under under the odds at the moment. So Luke's choice, as Terry mentioned, is is the is the bet from I marked him second fave, and he is. I think it was was that six dollars as well. Mm, he's probably the only one in my market that's also currently a bet as well. So yeah. Do you know what? It's frustrating punting like this. So, you're like, I, I, I think I just got the really strong Uncle Dick feeling. It's going to yeah. run the race. Yeah. Get to the price. You watch it win at six bucks and you basically I just crack the shits like I usually do. Yeah. So, Uncle Dick was, it didn't budge in betting first up either. It was firm $5 in that, in that race. And there was a bit of, there was some okay horses in it. All, all, all the horses that um, finished, figured in the finish would be, you know, in the market in this. So I know where you're coming from with Uncle Dick and also he's a Aquanita Stakes place getter and yeah. um a lot of forgiveness. A lot of forgiveness. From that inside pad. I'm I'm forgiving a lot from that inside pad of Pinjara last and week. Good stable as well. Go. So they can uh, they can I'm expecting sharp improvement from Uncle mm-hmm. Dick, that's for sure. But you know, all things been equal. I thought this like Pleto on her first up Pearl Classic run. I mean she had every chance to run down London Miss. Couldn't couldn't quite, but she went to the line as well as anything. She has to be the on the on top of price isn't there. But um I really like the booking of Lucy Warwick from a low draw and Luke's choice. Geez, that was some run the other day. If Luke's choice can uh, he's won two from twenty seven, so it's starting to get a bit three dollars fifty, three sixty a hole. That yeah. could be the bet here just yeah. about. I was just having a yeah. It's probably yeah, as you said, a horse that's only one um two of nearly thirty. Um he's racing, he's, just racing. He's, he's placed about fifty percent of the time though, He's so. just racing too well to to yes. not not make a case. Bruce K getting the best out of him. Yeah, this prep probably going as well as ever as Definitely. well. Definitely. So, um, yeah, for me it's a plateau I'll probably win, but I'm, I'm looking at backing more than likely Luke's choice. Very good. I'm the same. Luke's choice and hoping I can see some eight bucks or so, Dickie, and I'll, I'll play the both. I just, before we but leave the race, I, I thought you might have made a case down in the weights for Western Rhythm, 52 and a half, Lactar no, going out on. Of, out, of, out of chances. Out of chances. Out of chances. Also worth noting... Um, Lactar's only claiming two, yep. not three. And on Western Rhythm, only one and a half because he rides at 52 and a half. But um, no, Western Rhythm can win the horse race, BJ. But um, for me, just out of chances, I'm not sure how Becoming genuine. Becoming a bit of a, a tease. Yeah, I true. don't know how genuine she is. So, Okay, BJ, and a couple of the lads are having an investment here. Tommy Johnston is with you. So race number five, Pleto, 50 wins. And Riley Dot Morgan, um, he's going for the visitor. Race five, all in red, 20 wins. Good luck, gents. 
Race six is the Amelia Park Handicap, 1,400 metres. Resort man, he uh, made a statement with the blinkers on at Pinjarra last start. Three wide with cover, working into a, a fast race. Uh, just kept coming, kept coming and nabbed Weapon Sun right on the line. Did Chris, he make a statement? I think it was it was a big win, didn't you think? Oh, I thought the run of Weapon Sun was bigger. But yeah. I've said that, mate. Weapon Sun, geez, Weapon Sun could have won... Five more races, yeah. Group, just about. It's been yeah. so good every time out. But um, well, I just thought with the pressure that Captain, Captain King, King applied to Weapon Sun, um, Weapon Sun was entitled to give it up a lot easier. Um, but yeah, Resort Man, it was a ten out of ten ride. I thought it was the, from the gate. Like when you heard the instruction about going back, I think Chrissy just found the right back, got off at the right time, asked the horse for the effort. Um, yeah, and it was it was a super win. Um, look, map, maps to go really close, and maps to be probably. Winning again, it's just now with those extra couple of kilos, I'm just not 100% sold on how good Resort Man is. Mm-hmm. Um, in saying that, I've marked him $3.30 here, so he's around $2.90. $2.80, won't be getting any of mine unless there's a drift. If there's a drift, that'd be a concern, I think. So, yep. um, yeah, no, not a race I'm too excited in. Good luck to Stevie Parnham, who's back, and Downforce is flying at the moment. So good luck to Stevie Parnham back on Downforce. Just ripping through the market at the moment, Resort Man, best of – Best of so we'll, we'll go with one agency here. Resort Man two ninety, mm-hmm. Weapons on four eighty. It's just too much. Even that's too much of a risk at the fourteen hundred from nine. There's a big chance Christy gets caught deep, and yep. then there's the fourteen hundred concern. So downforce six dollars. Yeah, downforce slightly shorter, so could make a case, but and not to be missed. Seven fifty. There are all the horses. Actually, sorry, apologies, I missed one. Giraffe nine dollars. There are all the horses in single figures. Mm. I don't know. I feel like Resort Man's just a better horse than. Than most of yeah, all of these, you, 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 could, you could you could be right, yeah, you could be right. The fourteen hundred, just I just don't feel as oh, we were, we were back to resort man last time. We were yeah. keen last time, so we got the chockies there. I just don't feel I don't know. I've actually only back. This it's a rare horse that I found correctly this campaign. It has been um, resort man. And I remember when we were talking about resort man, you were you were saying that if you had a two in front of him that it wasn't a go, but because he had a four in front of him at the time of recording that yeah. that was a bet for you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he might be just one of those horses who is more of a three or four dollar chance. I'm not. I'm not sure. I just feel as though the blinkers went on. He did. He was three wide the entire. Made a sort of searching run, fast race. Uh, rises to. He might even be looking for the fourteen hundred now as well. Um, I don't know. I'm, you are right though. Not many other horses scream out like suitability. Yeah. As, as you said, if you just whip through that market, and uh, Weapon Sun's a risk at the 1,400 from the gate. Downforce, I always like to, to not risk a jockey, but it's, it's hard to come back from a little spell as a jockey. So there's some concerns with Stevie popping back on and also Downforce. That's a big step up in grade. Um, not to be missed, to be back last. It's nearly impossible to win from there. And, and Giraffe, I think, still a run or two away. Laurentino and Peppy Jack roll forward. They're not impossible if, we get, if they get the right conditions, but you are right, just a... a Power of deduction, yeah. um, Resort Man does. And that's why I ended up with 3.30 as well. I don't know why I'm knocking Resort Man as strong no, no, as I am. It's honest. a price thing, I, I'm sure. But I was 2.50 yep. Resort Man. I just, For me, just he just stood out like he's just got a bit on these. The one horse that – Broken scent? Yeah, the one horse mm. that was that we're focusing on, rails, horses rails and run at Pinjarra on Magic Millions Day. Um, broken scent was one of them. Not only was he rails and runs, but it looks like he – had puncture wounds yeah. in his coronet when he pulled up. So that can't be good. So I don't know what that is. That doesn't sound good, does it? No. It doesn't, doesn't sound ideal. I don't think I'd like to be pulling up no. from a run with puncture wounds in a part of my leg. But um, I just got a puncture on the Nullarbor plane, BJ. Did you really? I did, yeah. Had to change a tyre on the Nullarbor. Probably the most Australian, probably the most manly thing I've done in my life, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I had to place a quaddy every Saturday. <laughs> oh, 
idea he made. Oh, that's good. So you drove across the Nullarbor? Did, yeah, did. Yeah. Was this did. for racing? Or? No, no, just, just for enjoyment. So we went across and first couple, I was punting full time at that stage and yep. it's actually a good story. Oh, that's right. That's when you went. Yep. yep. So first couple Traveling. of months yep. was, we were flying and um, paid for the trip, made money and it was all going really well. And um, we were just, because I went with a mate, we were just down the piss every night and having a laugh and I wasn't doing form in the car as we were going along. And then after a couple of months, I could just, because I didn't have the residual form, wasn't reviewing meetings, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't doing the hard work and I, yeah, just didn't completely shit the bed, but I couldn't sustain it basically. So I told a story that you have to work hard to do it. Otherwise you're, uh, you're cooked basically. So Learned the hard way. Good fun though. Did you go around Australia or did you? Brizzy. Made to Brizzy. Came to back Brizzy, nine yep. months later. I lived in Brizzy for a few months and um, yeah, came back about nine, eight months, nine months later. So good journey. Excellent. Mm. What was it like changing a tire on the Nullarbor? That yeah, very, yeah, very gracie. You know, just typical <laughs> stuff. Was it at night? Put me, uh, put me corked hat on. <laughs> <laughs> just got stuck into it, you know, no big deal. Typical Terry thing today. Lucky you didn't run into the Wolf Creek guy or something like that on the road. We might not have seen the guru again. Um, all right, so pro consent. Okay, I, I don't, I'm not really interested here. No. Unfortunately, can't, can't give you much. Got downforce at 550, resort man 330. Um, yeah, difficult, difficult to race. I just 28 days now, Laurentino. Yeah, I like Lactar going back on, finds the rail. Um, I gave Peppy Jack excuses, but up to this grade, I don't know if Peppy Jack's up to them here. So, um, yeah, I, I just can't. Funny old race. Just, yeah, it? I'd love to tip something, got, but I can't. It's got a little bit, little bit trappy, this race, isn't it? Does. it? Yeah, a little it does. bit trappy. It does feel a bit trappy. Uh, Good choice of words. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Resort Man, I, I feel as though if he hits his mark, then he's just going to find a way to beat these. Yeah. Maps nicely, too. All righty. Race seven, the Stork. That's how babies are delivered, isn't it? The, the Stork <laughs> Technical Services Handicap. Um, there you go. That's Have you seen stork. the Storks? No. Kids, children's movie? No. no. You should watch it with your niece. It's That's good fun. AL. It's good fun. Huh? Storks ALK? No, no. The Storks. How do you spell Stork? O R K. S T O R K. What's S T A L K? Like when you're stalking oh, shit, prey. Yeah, fuck. yeah like. I'm going to <laughs> like like resort, oh, like resort, resort men on Saturday will be stalking the leaders. All right, 2,200 metres, BJ, and um, a near full field, near capacity, 15 runners to do battle. Uh, look, this list looks to be on paper a very nice setup for um, – uh, we liked Uncle Dick earlier. This looks to be a, a nice setup for a cousin, Ivan. Perhaps the double there, BJ. Um I'm, again, not a race. I'm jumping out of my skin to be on. It's really a question of price for me with cousin Ivan. So uh, Ivan loses Pikey for Alan Kennedy, who hasn't been riding for um, uh, for a couple of months. Yeah, and it's been. Absolutely. I'm not sure where Alan has been, but he's back riding here. The one thing I'll say is usually, especially with a sit and sprinter, when it goes Pikey to anyone else, I'm really quite concerned. But I don't think Pikey has ridden cousin Ivan all that tremendously at its last two. Oh, I'll tell you what, that last start, cousin Ivan. Huge. Yeah, I don't Slow know. Slow pace, Cole, nothing got up on that rail and sprinted. Born to try did actually, and Born to try went super yesterday. Why um, Why didn't Pikey pop off? Uh, every time you say pop off, I think of farting as well. <laughs> uh, Alexander, pop off. End um, up getting um, pocketed by That's just Pikey it. doesn't. One thing about with Pikes riding to some degree, and I think it wins you more races than it loses, so it's not being critical. If there's a bias or not, I think he just backs himself to ride through the bias, and he likes to – he talks about horses going through the flow in their races – um, and he thought the flow um, was to the inside. So super effort, Cousin Ivan, on a slow speed with 61.5, picking up and sprinting like that. There's plenty of speed in this. I think you'll see 
The Escort, Saucy Jack, 23 red go forward. 23 red can probably lead, but not impossible with a 51 and a half. They try and kick up with Brothers Keeper from mm-hmm. two. Bella's Idol will want to be prominent, as will Cable Guy. Barra Magic likely makes a mid-race move or at least gets rolling from the 7-800. And Hyperspace is a better horse over the speed. So um, there's enough happening up top here. Yeah. I think if Alan Kennedy just gets some cover and makes his run at the right time, he can um, go close. I've marked Cousin Ivan 280. I'm going to want 330 plus as a bet. I'm not going to get too big on it here. If I see four plus, I'll probably get pretty big um, on the exchange. There's a bit um, of 330. Yeah, there around. is. And I'm not I'm not necessarily diving into that. I'm, yep. I'm going to probably just wait for the exchange here and hope to get some high threes, low fours. And probably the bigger price I get, the more I'll have on. That's how I punt. So yep. big watch, Brothers Keeper. Um, I thought Brothers Keeper went absolutely super last start uh, for Kieran McDonough at... Uh, that's his first go for the new trainer. Um, Comes out of that hot trial too. Yeah, it does come out of that hot trial. Exactly right. Exactly right. Gave Wee Ripper Winburn and Wee Ripper gave them Winburn and he goes around again here. Yes. Um, shorter in the market actually as well. Quite interestingly is Wee Ripper. Is he? I'd say so. Yeah, he is. 7 to 12 bucks to the Brothers Keeper. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Brothers Keeper can definitely run a race from that gate as well. Um, yeah, I've got Cousin Ivan 280 and Brothers Keeper 10 bucks. Uh, hyperspace will win one soon. If Hyperspace drew a gate, that would have been my each way bet of the day. But from 13, bloody difficult. Tricky. 23 red last time. Matty rode and um, he led. He won with a PB rating by a mile. Just don't think he's going well enough, but he'll go around a big price. Look, Cousin Ivan should be winning. BJ can talk about the rest of them, and, um, but I'm pretty keen to be on Cousin Ivan here. Yeah, me too, Terry. But I was more hoping for 350 plus mm-hmm. for Cousin Ivan. Just the draw and Pike to Kennedy just pushed my assessment out a touch um, than his current quote. But um, just got just his first up run was huge. Just got zapped by Roy Rogers and Zotorio in a sort of a out sprinted in second up when he ran second. And then he just got held up in a very slowly run race and uh you know just got pinched really by um Barramagic and our idol who controlled the speed and fought that fought out the finish but for him to as terry said for him to break 33 and a half i think it was home with 61 and a half kilos was significant even though they did they did sort of walk early so drops three kilos if he can find cover walk uh work into the race three wide four wide um with momentum I reckon he's just a really, really good stayer. Just kept out of trouble by Alan Kennedy. Cousin Ivan really should work. He should work these over, shouldn't he? Late yep. in the race, he should just. He just feels like he's the, he's the class he's runner. The only one with on the way up, a lot of upside. Yeah, you got to respect how many points Brothers Keepers lost. Yeah, and now Christie going on the barrier. Um, Kieran's clearly got him closer to somewhere near his best. It's hard to tell off just one run, but um, yeah, plenty of respect there. Yeah, I had a. Um, I had a can train KD. I had a trainer, trainer contact me and try and, pr- and provide a list of potential broom cup horses. That was like, one of them. Uh, Brothers Keeper was like one of the top top horses. That was uh, not that they would the connection gives would you be the interested dirt, gives in you the dirt field. Well, it's just more that he's a, at the level he's competed at to where his rating is now on speed. If he was if he was right, he could be a really good broom horse, broom mm-hmm. cup horse. Brothers Keeper. That was the the theory there, but. He went super first up. Um, I think he finds the front with Christy Bennett on board. 51.5, gee whiz. Um, Career low, I think. Yeah. So for me, Cousin Ivan on top, Bella's Idol flying, 
carries weight, uh, going to get the soft run for Brad Parnham. He's going to be fighting out the finish again. He just he might be a bit better horse than I think he is actually. Bella's Idol, um, Barrow Magic Racing, Well Brothers Keeper, and uh, there's a couple others that you can make yeah. a case for. But um, cousin Ivan, if he gets out to above three fifty, that's um, that would um, tickle my fancy. That'll do ya. Yep. All right, BJ, the listed detonator stakes, and I tell you what. This is a um, an absolute uh, a cracker, isn't it? It's a good race, and it's, it's ma- made even more interesting by the set weights and penalties. You're not conditions. a big fan of the set weights and penalties, are you? I prefer prefer handicaps myself, mm. um, and I think just a reflection of the set weights and penalties are supposed to be sort of a bridge between weight for age and handicaps, but it loses me a touch when. 110 Raider, Group 1 winner, Trap for Fools, can get, sneak, in. sneak in with 56 and a half. Uh, under touch of silver. Touch, poor old touch of silver and he's a park. I have to give it away. <laughs> for me, it just feels as though there's an anomaly there. And um, Poor old heck. He's been, he's been uh, robbed there, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And um, so it just, it just throws up a few. I, I, I just want to run through something, Terry, before we start run on the preview. I handicapped this race as if it was a typical listed 90 mm. plus. So these are these are the, the turnarounds here. So Trap for Fool should have 64. He gets in with 56 and a half. Seven and a half kilos he is in. Um, the only other horse who is a positive is Wrinkley, who um, gets in with um, 56 and a half and under a handicap, in a handicap, he'd have 57.5. Every horse um, is worse off at the weights including Montalina, who is three kilos worth off, worse off of the weights, and last of the line, who is a significant six kilos worse off of the weights. Last of the line should have 49 kilos and is carrying um, 55. Montalina should have 50 and she is carrying 53. So it's an interesting for the, for the weights and measures, people for the index card carriers, mm. for the ratings guys, how they are going to attack this race because on – Pure numbers, uh, Trap for Fools looks, you know, a weight certainty. However, it's not as simple as that, Terry. And no, um, certainly isn't. And he is coming off of uh, a let-up after running fourth in the, the Perth Cup. He's got gate 16. He's got a, um, Joey has a party. He's done the Johnny Farnham. N- new well. rider, Joey has a party on. But was he supposed to be retired? Yeah, he's Trap done the Johnny Farnham. Out of retirement for about the 14th time. Uh, has he won over 1,800 metres? I don't know. Uh, he's won over 1,750, 1,900, yeah, but he's run big enough races. He's run big enough races over 1,800. To not be too perturbed about that. Uh, so what do we do? Where with... are you mapping him, though? Like, is, 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 he's not sprightly enough. There is so much speed in this. So Wrinkley has only knows one way. So Wrinkley rolls forward. Uh, Harry Thomas led last start. These are all drawn underneath Trapper Fools too because Trapper Fools are drawn 16 of 16. Uh, Harry Thomas, I can't see any reason why they would try to change what worked last start after a nice betting move. So they're going to be super aggressive, Harry Thomas. Um, superior small races forward. That'll be one that probably sits. Cockney Crew, first up, 15 months. A horse I'm really looking forward to touching on. Looking forward to seeing how Cockney Crew goes as well. That horse has only ever raced in one way. Yep. Um, whether they're happy to take a sit first up, 15 months, I don't know. They, The way he's raced, the way he trialed, you'd think not. You'd think they probably want to take advantage of that barrier and say we're going to be the one that leads them and holds the barrier. Well, Kieran McDonough is going to be pretty keen to back in his fitness with this horse. I imagine yeah. this horse has been in work for he, a long time. He does back himself in that sense And if he's well. racing him first up, over 1,800 metres, he hasn't had a prep run. So he's obviously he's pretty confident that yeah. this horse is ready to go. I've got Cockney Crew leading 
Trapper Falls second. Wrinkly, how, wrinkly how are Harry Thomas. Trapper Falls across Wrinkly. I just, I, I just think 1,800 metres with Wrinkley, they, they might just be prepared to track Cockney Crew. Yeah, okay. Harry Thomas takes a sit as well. Yeah, I, I suspect, I don't know, with, yeah, with Troy Turner on board, I think Carleen's more more likely to lead. Troy Turner might be keener to to take a hold, rising to 1,800 metres. Did run a good race in this last year, Harry Thomas, I think. Might have run second. Um yeah, I've got Trapper Falls rolling across. Joey has a party taking his time to work forward to eventually end up outside Cockney Crew. Yeah, it's interesting how the map will unfold early. I mean, even in the Perth Cup, Trapper Falls drew uh, 14 of 15 and couldn't find the top uh, because adornment led and it took for ages even to find the breeze. So that that's that's what worries me that he doesn't just he doesn't just waltz to the top. The two times he led in the um, the Towton and the and the Ted, um, they were pretty soft map races, and he drew the, two and three. The only thing I will three. say is that he did have fifty nine kgs over yeah. twenty four hundred meters, so they're probably a little bit more conservative. Whereas this is fifty six and a half is a gift for Trap for yeah. Falls. I think he carried sixty three and run a place in a Diggers Cup. But this track Stevie was unbeaten by uh, King Peter, Blitz. Peter Edwards, King, King Blitz. Blitz. Yes. Yep. So. They, they're going. Lindsay Smith and Joey Azapati are just going to have to ride him, ride him too aggressively. Because how often does he get a swing at All a right, race? I, I, swing I at a race like this still ride him with aggressively. Um, fifty-six and a half kilos. So. They definitely will ride him aggressively. They've got it with the yeah. way, as you said, he's he's thrown in. Yeah. Um, he's. I think it was two and a bit years since he won the Group One over East, so yeah. that's why he doesn't have that penalty uh, any longer. But um, yeah, look, I just think, and it's racing's. I must admit, in the last. 12, 24 months, racing's changing a little bit in regards to what trainers' capabilities are and what they have. And that's I'm I'm still probably catching up with that to some degree. I'm a bit of the old school mindset. So a horse like Trapper Falls, first up two months, 16, breeze at best. Even though it's thrown in the way, I'm looking to take on Trap for Fools. Uh, Cockney Crew, first up 15 months. And I know Kieran is a tremendous trainer of getting horses right to go fresh. Um, but first up 15 months, that long off the racetrack. And with the pressure, there's got, there's got to be some pressure here. Yeah. Um, like I've got to look to take on a horse that's going to try and lead over eighteen hundred meters first up. I know like that's the that's the European way, that's the UK way. I completely get that, but I've always been someone that'll look to take on that type of horse. That's just my bread and butter take on a horse. Um, the ratings for those two runners, I mean, they're the two that should just about compete out the finish. But I just see too much pressure. I just see I, I don't know whether they're going to be that set on sitting with Wrinkley or Harry Thomas. Um, the big show will be prominent. There's just enough happening up top for horses that aren't necessarily going to be the top of their game over 1,800 metres to see this chain, this race change complexion late. Um, and we, we talk about marks and Trafford should have 14 kilos more, 14, 28, yeah, 14 kilos more than Rink, uh, Montalino. It's only three. In saying that, Trafford is never going to go above 110, right? I think he's reached his mark. Montalino is probably going to find the 100 rating mark at some point, especially as he, she progresses this campaign. And yeah. super hard to beat in the Bunbury and Pinjarra Cups, no doubt, which we'll be there for. Yeah. Um, but look, I'm reading this race in a particular way. If it doesn't eventuate the way that I hope it does, and these two horses go better than expected and um, do fight at the finish, then obviously I'm cooked. Um, but for me, with the 53 kilos, the speed on in this race, the weight swing, uh, Montalina gets three and a half off last of the line. Montalina, um, I thought was just so big. That was that last effort at uh, at Pinjarra. She was never in the race. It was just that, that race was run. The three horses settled one, two, three, ran one, two, three. 
she never just never warmed into it until the final 200 where she belted the line. She's the one with the big upside, second up at the 1800. Chrissy Parnham sticks. The trial before that was huge. Yeah. I just think if this changes complexion, as I see it doing at the 200 and the leader sort of stopping a bit, fitness telling a story, maps telling a story, there's only one horse that finishes over them here and that's Montalina. Did you um, think Divine Shadow was as good a I'm run? Like Divine Shadow's second favourite. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so it was I, as good a run as Montalina, wasn't it? Uh, just about as good a run. Uh, gets a nice little a, gets yeah. a nice little weight swing. It loses Mitchie Pateman, yeah. which I think can't be understated. Um, but yeah, Divine Shadow was the underrated run of that um, of that race. Definitely was was absolutely huge. I thought Montalina probably still slightly more impressive. Probably the more upside factor for Montalina as well compared to what Divine Shadow brings. Um, but yeah, Mitchie not getting down to the fifty five is is a major. Um, probably a negative for Divine Shadow. But Divine Shadow for me came up second favourite, surprisingly, BJ. Um, last of the line up to the 1800 has got to be a query. Um, the big weight swing negatively as well. Last of the line has the ability of probably more tactical speed than those two I've just mentioned. Can maybe land in fifth type thing um, and have the first crack and try and sort of get a race-winning lead on Montalina. But um, now, look, I'm going to back in the horse I think has got the most upside left in this race. Um, well, I think actually I better correct that. I think Cockney Crew might be the horse that's got the most upside yeah, still in this race. But I, ha- I just I just have to take on a horse first up 15 months, 448 days since his last run, no matter how fit Kieran's got him. If he beats me and he leads the whole way, then well done to Kieran. That is a tremendous training performance and I won't be disappointed in the slightest. That's a lie. I'll be filthy because I would have probably gone guts in Montalina. But mm-hmm. um, I think Montalina, um, with the way the race will change shape at the 200, Chrissy Parnham sailing down the outside with 53 kilos. It's the one I want to be on. I think. Okay. The 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 re handicaps if Montalina or Last Line out of this race will be interesting. So the handicappers will have, have their work cut yeah. out for themselves. I'm sure they'll figure it out. But there, it's just such a strangely weighted race that the the um, the turnarounds will be important moving into the. Southwest Cups, the Southwest Cup, the Pinjarra Cup, the Bunbury Cup. That's uh, all coming up in the next month or so. So um, anyway, that's going to be something that will play out after the race. How is this race going to be run in one? Look, I just – I went for the – I'm going to back in Lindsay Smith. The weight. And the weight, trap for fools. I thought you were all over him last prep. You you, were, you backed him when he won the Towton Cup. He ran super behind um, Truly Great. Um and then ran his ran his heart out with 59. Jeez, that was a big run in the Perth Cup. It's just something to be said for race fitness. I'm going to yep. just quickly point back, sorry to interrupt, a yep. horse yesterday that went around, um, Queen Takes King. So started even money, got the run of the race at Bunbury yesterday. Um, I got into a stout with $120 Betfair SP Pop designer Prince Bruno Montalino's horse and just couldn't get past it. Race fitness, it just it's just so... It's something you can't quantify. You can put all yep. the work into track work. You can do this and that. It's just it's just a race fitness thing, which I, you know, long term always going to try to try to go back to. But um, yeah, sorry, continue. No, you're right, and I and I get that, and and I get why um, there's there's ticks and crosses um, for trap for fools. But um, if if there's a horse that's going to be able to beat Montalina, it's the white horse for me. Trap for fools out on top of the speed. Montalina uh, has really relished. Chrissy Parnham just coming out sort of slowly on her early in her races. She, she doesn't get fired up, leaves plenty of fuel in the tank to to launch. Where does Montalina get from 10? Backish, 16-horse field. 
does that allow trap for fools to you know if, if they're going if they're setting a genuine tempo 1800 meters at ascot does that allow trap for fools to, to pinch a race winning lead we'll find out i'm going to go with the white horse trap for fools not with a huge amount of confidence the horse that was the one that came that um was the interesting one under my price was the big show i thought he was really good last saturday well ran, ran, <laughs> ran second in this race last year he on the quick backup d mcauliffe the 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 stable mate of um, Montalina. I thought um, Big Show's a pretty fair horse on his day and the way that he covered the ground last Saturday suggests he's happy, he's healthy. I think he's probably going to be that horse that's settling fifth, sixth, having a, uh, having the back markers behind him but also being able to be in sight of the leaders, stalking, S-T-A-L-K. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I really like the way that the Big Show knuckled down with weight to set out after living the dream last Saturday comes up as value for me but I'm going to go for the old timer trap for fools to um, to cause the upset well relative upset and knock off Montalina very good cracking um, cracking race to watch as well just what we've discussed me and BJ are very much obviously map wise we're not we're not super different in the yeah. map, but just how it eventuates in that sense, how the race unfolds, how fit these are. There is a degree of uncertainty in that sense about the race. And, and we, um, we we will find – we don't really know exactly how – what Terry spoke about. We don't really know exactly what Montalina's ceiling is. Yeah. We're projecting that she's going to be a – you know, she's going to be a proper black type stayer and she's heading in that direction. And um, Saturday will tell us a big story. What price have you got, um, Montalina? Who'd you mark favourite? I might have gone to lean a favourite. Yep. I was four dollars. Okay. Yeah, and I was uh, six dollars trapped for fools. Okay. Yeah, that was my my market, and yeah, I the big show twelve dollars. What is it? Yeah, okay. Mid teens. He's the one. Oh, big, yeah. okay. big show's Sorry. the one that'll probably get. That. Yep. Big show's the one that'll probably get the um the uh nice cart up into it just behind him like last of the line might as well so, yeah yeah very yeah. interesting stuff interesting last of the line was nom for the 18 and the 13 on the sunday so they probably obviously weren't convinced the 1800 was a go yeah yeah in my mind i thought i just thought he was heading to the 13 so i, I don't necessarily think that i've um i've given last of the line his dues in this race mm -hmm. good horse on the way up just, I, don't know about I love this as a race. Yeah. Just such a good, such a good horse race. So many different aspects to uh, to dissect. And uh, as I said, I've got Divine Shadow second favourite. So if you're looking for something outside the box, I've marked Montalina two dollars thirty and um, Divine Shadow nine bucks. That's because I see this race being run in a certain way. Yeah. I got Trapper Fools double figures because yeah. I don't have Trapper Fools even finding the breeze. And I've taken. I got Cockney Crew at ten bucks as my third favourite. So. Very, very interesting. I've got Harry Thomas 100 to 1, by the way. It's $13, so that might be a little bet fair later, <laughs> later on, I'd suggest. Um, but, yeah, cracking race. It's really good, looking good, forward good to it. Good to see some full fields later in the mm. day. And speaking of full fields, this leads us into what, Terry? Leads us into the Get Out Stakes, BJ. S-T-E-A-K-S. And uh, I'm sure you'll... Tell us more about who the Get Out Stakes are brought to us by. Market City. Market City Meats. Meats. Okay. They are, Terry, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt is the man. And shout out to Timmy Hewitt. Forgot to mention our sponsor, Terry. Timmy Hewitt has two runners in race three at hey. Ascot on Saturday. Hey. He oh. is a part owner of featherweight and war pipes oh so um danny morton vibes i think there's some heavyweights involved in war pipes might even be mario 
Delina. I think he's involved in featherweight, isn't he? Featherweight, is it? Yeah, I think so. so heavyweight's in featherweight. I think I saw his name there, yeah. He's uh anyway, he'll be backing himself on Saturday, no doubt. He will. He always does. So good luck to Timmy Hewitt. He's uh he's had some good horses. There he is, TA Hewitt in both. Yeah, yep. Delina's in Featherweight. Featherweight. Yeah. Okay, so good luck. Uh Timmy Hewitt's had some good horses. He's had uh little pieces of dainty tests and his wife had a piece of man booker. So he's oh, had a bit Jesus. of he's had a bit of good luck with the Morton yeah. camp. So anyway. Timmy's always a good man to have a chat to at Market City Meets. Swing past, he'll uh, he'll take good care of you and strike up a conversation about horse racing, and uh, you'll uh, you'll be well and truly taken care of. That's for sure. So, congratulations to last week's episode sixty-three winner Terry Harley Field. Now, Harley is one of our biggest one-one supporters. He's Melbourne-based. This is his second victory in the Get Out Stakes, and um, he's unable to get to the window to collect. Yeah. Therefore, it's a long, long ride over for Harley. <laughs> he might have to do the Nullarbor track like yeah. you, Terry. He um, he suggested that we have a carryover jackpot. Ooh. Double, double the meat, double the fun, oh, double, double the deliciousness from Market City Meats this week, Terry. So, to enter, hit us up at the One One Pod on Twitter. Who you think will win race nine at Ascot this Saturday? Uh, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, remembering, of course, the Sam White rule. First in, best dressed BJ. Yes, so this uh, the form study stretched well into the night and the early morning, Terry. So by the time the Crown Sports Bar handicap race nine, graduation over the mile rolled around, I was well and truly off the bridle, getting uh, getting hunted. So um, I might just see what the guru has to say about this one. I think he, I think he attacked this race with a bit more freshness than what I did. You I, you I jumbled you, you jumbled the order around, didn't you? I did. I went yeah. in reverse. I yeah. did the feature first of all. I went in reverse from there. It doesn't mean I've got a great deal more enthusiasm here. Big thing I found about this race: it looks a near identical speed map to when we saw recapitulate and um, seminar. And Seminole Brave do uh, battle um, three weeks ago, I think it was, 14 days, 21 days ago. They knew how it went around, actually. Mm. It was earlier in the card. Um, and Seminole Brave got the better of Rika Pitch. There's only a half kilo swing, and that is because um, that's because Lactar loses one of his kilos between now and then. So there's only the half a kilo difference. But I think it that, um, that downforce win midweek was the one that reduced him from three to yeah, two okay. a couple of Wednesdays ago. Right, yep. There doesn't look to be a huge amount of um, challenges to the market, uh, to, the, uh, to the map, I should say, yep. in that sense. They should lead and probably breeze again. I think the big question with any Seminole brave backers is how much work um, he has to do to get across and um, and find that spot in the breeze. If he gets there pretty comfortably, I think he's got the enough, enough upside to um, to be pretty hard to hold out. Now getting a little bit thin. Uh, thin. The, the six six fifty that was available earlier, I think, was a quite a nice price. Mm -hmm. I've marked Seminole brave three dollars ninety. Um, this is a race. I, I think I went into really open, happy happy to back whatever came up above my price. So um, I, I took a bit of a bit of that when available. I mean, Ricky Pitchlade, I've got it $8.20. He's currently 14. I don't think it's fair that one of them is 14, 15 bucks. The other one's 460. Um, I, I had a reasonable gap in my market, as I said, 390 to 820. Um, but I think still Ricky Pitchlade probably represents a little bit of value. At that mark, it'll probably depend a lot on how the track is playing on the day and whatnot as well. But it's hard to, for me, it's harder to trust a, a country trainer bringing him to the city and performing another peak, uh, producing another peak performance as well. That's never um, the easiest thing to do. 
My market in, in third had Kiora Star VJ. Um, Mark's $9 um, with the big notation. If it does, he does come up a bit um, to be looking place heavy. Kiora Star obviously isn't a huge. Um, he, was, he was fourth in line for me, Kiora Star. Yeah, isn't a huge um, winner. No, not a huge winner, but so uh, and doesn't actually go traditionally hasn't gone all that. Enjoys well racing, doesn't yeah. enjoy winning all that often though. No, I thought three back the, the three back the effort behind Rationale was pretty good. Yeah, uh, two starts ago got stuck deep on a weird tempo. Horse never settled, ran last, and I, I'm just happy for getting that. Last start drew the widest, ten of ten, went back to Bunbury and set an absolute frenetic tempo out in front for Lactar. It's not really his racing style, so to kick on like he did, run third, run down by Perferio, no apology. Two horses who can reel off pretty sharp late sectionals. I thought that was a pretty good run. Like I got no issue with that run. He was, ent- was is entitled to pop. hit the wall a little exactly bit later. Right. and he yeah. isn't a noted front runner either. So um, no, I wasn't. Um, wouldn't feel negatively about Ascot, that. Ascot sixteen hundred profile strong. Yeah, goes on gate three. Yeah, place at three or five here six or ten in general over the over the journey um i think it's a race where if we looked at how if we look at how recapitulate and seminole brave kicked last start probably going to be dominated by those two and you don't it's going to be hard to come from a long way back so if you look at the market you got horses like beat the bell even avalon bay who i'm expecting big improvement from zatorio um they're all going to be well out the back and i just Paris don't know. george Harrison George, another one. I just don't know if they can impact from dead last if those two leaders give a good kick and give those horses a nice card up. So, look, I've marked Kiora Star nine bucks, currently 18s, nearly five bucks a hole. Um, yeah, place heavy. That is me at this point in time, BJ. But as I said, I'm, I'm likely to play a few different uh, options here. Um, very open race. I looked at this when the noms came out and I was expecting I'd find Power of St. George. But I just would have just loved for Lactar to stick. Um, I thought he put the writing on the wall with a with a better run at Pinjarra, and he can. I just noticed that David Harrison's horses on that day they all went good. Um, so there's that's really a lot of positivity moving forward into the into the late summer, early autumn. He's a I reckon he's the best horse in this race actually, Power of St George. But I don't know. I just would have preferred um, Lactar Ramoli to have stayed in the saddle. I was looking, like what Terry said, it, the map looks pretty set. Recapitulate leads, Seminole Brave. I think the scoreline can probably hold a forward position. What about Moses? Has been jumping really well. He's been rolling forward. I think Sean McGrady won't deviate from that plan, which has been serving that horse quite well this prep, but he'll be looking to tuck in with a bit of cover. So it comes across Seminole Brave, Breezes, maybe what about Moses can pinch a 1-1, something like that. Jam him in there for the uh, yeah, for the sake jam, of the podcast. Jam him in there. So, who's next in line, and what does that look like? And is that the position to be in if you were trying to get the the, the leaders beat? That's how I came to my fair Ballantine, uh, fresh freshened up by Donald O'Connor. Um, Daniel, he uh, she rather won two miles quite impressively. Um, Sort of recaptured some of that form she showed as a uh, late two-year-old, early three-year-old. Um, looked like she was being a, she was going to be above average. My fair Ballantine at one stage, and um, might have even ran in some Oaks prep races last time in uh, this time last year. So I like Mitchell Pateman um, keeping the ride. I don't know. This just looks like a really good setup for my fair Ballantine. Was fresh over a mile three starts ago and absolutely whacked them. That was a really good ride from Mitchell Pateman. He was a bit of a mid-race move, took off, caught them napping and and um, won by about two or three lengths going away. 
I feel as though my, my, my fair Ballantyne is going to be in the right spot to be close enough to have a crack at them late. I like her back to the mile, closed off well enough over the 1800 behind Sobor last start. But um, the 58 and a half is probably a little bit of a little bit of a steady up, but she did win with 58 kilos twice um, this prep already. So um, I came to my fair Ballantyne in a very wide open affair after that i thought what about moses is just racing so consistently that he's going to put himself going to put his nose into uh the race at uh, at some stage in the straight seminole brave as terry outlined he's going to be hard to beat beat from the breeze he was so strong considering how fast they went um last start can he replicate that we will find out and um kiara star was my my fourth pick um and uh we spoke about him at length. The only other horse that I chucked into my leg up just as um, a note is that, um, like his trainer, Roy Rogers, Zatorio is flying. Mm-hmm. So um, he, um, I don't know, you just, just leave out any of Roy's runners at your peril at the Sorry, moment. Peril. So one horse I want to touch on before we wrap mm-hmm. up the get out, keep your feet. What has this horse done to the barrier gods? Oh, can't uh, take a trip. It's incredible, isn't it? Nearly drawn the widest every time. Not sure exactly. It's, it's actually, in all fairness, We'd I would love to um, chat to Simon A about keep your feet. Yeah, I reckon he'd have a he'd have a strong opinion about the recent barrier draw. Um, I think that um, yeah, he's twelve hundred up to the sixteen hundred. I think this is just a bit of a learning campaign for uh, for not learning campaign, but learning curve this particular race for keep your feet. Whether he can run it out, but uh, geez, poor bugger, can't Do a ca- barrier, can't catch a break, and twelve hundred to the mile. Couple of queries there, but mm. uh, each way for me in the last, my fair Valentine Terry. Oh, well, that's for me. It's a very difficult race to tip. Kiora Star, I've I've got him Seminole Brave three ninety recapitulate eight twenty and um, Kiora Star nine bucks. So the three of them are a bet at the sort of five fifty. 16 bucks and fourteen bucks, but um, yeah, that's yeah, it's it's, it's that type of race. And we've got a couple of bets this race, BJ. Uh, Tommy Johnston, 40 wins, recapitulate. He sees a bit of value there too. Latham, 20 wins, recapitulate. A couple of lads are teaming up there. Uh, and Riley is with the horse. We actually haven't touched on it. We should have touched on it. It's actually my next in line is Miss Marietta. Went huge oh, last it. start. Uh, Riley's got 10 wins on Miss Marietta. And Riley also had his big bet. I forgot this in the previous race. He's following me in. And he said to me, because uh, I said, oh, you're right. He said, you shouldn't be following me in at the moment. It was uh, 70 wins on uh, Montalina. So okay. he's pretty keen Montalina as well. So that's the lads' investments. Very good. Good luck to all the boys in our Young Guns Rising Stars punting series. All righty, Terry, it's time for our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. All right, BJ, you kick us off. What, uh, what's your special of the day? What's your special? Well, I had Resort Man a lot shorter than the best available 290 at the moment. My Betfair Best of the day is Resort Man. I think he might just be horse on the way up and a bit of a class edge on some of these all right uh my best of the day is race eight uh number 16 montalina i think they'll stop at the 200 and we'll see the class filly really stamp herself um with her first first black top would be her first black first top, black top. that's why yeah. she's got the 53 yeah. yeah so montalina uh is uh is comfortably my best of the day all righty we're looking for value here with our maddies 20 to 1 plus, Terry? 
Uh, you kick us off, BJ. What's uh, what's your what's your man? Well, I actually didn't even mention this horse in the in the preview, oh. but I, but I should have. Mm. But there's just so much to talk about. I thought Paddy Shadow run run at Pinjarra the other day was massive. Um, comes out of the same race as Montalina and uh, Divine Shadow, and was three four wide, no cover the entire race through a Perth Cup preparation. Went just ran super all prep, best available twenty three dollars at the moment. Paddy Shadow is my Maddie. Well, I don't really – I'd be just saying a name, but I've got one at high teens, so I'm just going to accept that this week. Betfair late? Um, Betfair late, maybe. I think it profiles nice enough not to be Betfair late, but it's hard to tell. Key or a star, um, place heavy. Uh, it probably will actually be a proper bet for me as well. So in the last, Key or a star um, can run a race with a very nice map. BJ. Alrighty, I think we might be on the same page here with our lays, but I'll kick things off. My Betfair lay of the day is race two, number seven, Vedette de Star. Did you see me just dribble that down? Oh, then? no, yeah. I didn't see that actually. Yeah, I just wobbled that down there. Uh, currently, th- it's 390, 375. I think that's a bit short. Vedette de Star is my lay of the day. Yep, I'm with you. Vedette de Star had that uh, jotted down there. First starter against some pretty seasoned quick horses. Uh, well, semi-seasoned quick horses. I think uh, Vedette de Star will be, have to be very, very, very good to be um, winning that. Alrighty, that wraps things up. Terry. Terry.